How many older Americans over the age of 70 years old tragically left, lost their lives prematurely because of COVID-19? President Biden just met with President Xi over in Asia, never even raised the issue. It's outrageous. I think the American people have been craving some investigations into things beyond just the events of January 6th. The Republicans are going to be able to stop Joe Biden's legislative agenda right now. Finished. everyone. I'm Rebecca Weber, and this is your AMAC podcast, Better for America. Now, we've got with us a wonderful guest, the senior columnist and creative director at Town Hall, Larry O'Connor. And Larry hosts O'Connor and Company on WMAL, uh, as well as the O'Connor Tonight show on Salem News Channel. And his writings have appeared on Hot Air, The Federalist, Washington Free Beacon, and of course, Town Hall. His popular show presents a lively mix of guests on the important issues facing America today. Larry, it's a pleasure to have you here with me. Thank you for joining. Thank you. It's my honor, and I've been a big fan and admirer of AMAC for many years now. It's great to be here. Oh, that's wonderful. We're thrilled to have you as part of the AMAC family. Larry, I want to jump right in and talk a little bit about Election Day, what we saw recently yeah. uh, in the midterm midterm results. And for many of us, I think it didn't meet our expectations. Uh, but one of the most exciting and promising events of the election was the red wave that we saw there in Florida. Ron DeSantis and Florida Republicans were really rewarded for delivering uh, what we're calling an unapologetically uh, conservative governance for the people of that state. Yeah. Now, you have a glass half full perspective on things. Uh, what is your take on the midterm results? And well, then I, in follow up, yeah. go ahead, jump right in. That's a well, big question. I, I, I do. And, and I do try to stay positive. Listen, I, I recognize the shortcomings and I think it's important for the conservative movement and the Republican Party or any American voter. To, to pause for a moment after an election and say, okay, what went wrong? What went right? And uh, can we do better? And I think that's what the Republican Party is going through right now. And that's a very healthy, healthy conversation to have. But let's not be too doom and gloom. You know, the problem here is that there's way too much profit to be made, <laughs> literally and figuratively, for people pointing fingers and acrimony and recriminations and blaming and saying, you know, if you'd only done what I said, we would have been better off. And uh, that may be true, but also recognize that anyone who's saying that is also saying it with the benefit of hindsight. Uh, and uh, it, unless they were saying it a day before the election instead of a week after the election, uh, you know, uh, look at them a little skeptically. Let's look at the positive here. Uh, all right. Uh, the Republicans were, were as, as we speak, we are poised to win the majority. It's going to happen, whether it is a, a four seat majority, five seat majority or a 20 seat majority. The fact of the matter is, as long as Joe Biden is in the White House, there's just so much that Republican majority will be able to accomplish in the House of Representatives. Uh, that's how that's the system our founders set up. You get a, a, a 40-seat majority in the House, and you get a five-seat majority in the Senate, which would have been wildly better than anyone anticipated from last week's election, and you're still not going to get anything passed unless Joe Biden signs it. So whether it's a big majority or a small majority in the House, the key is that that gavel and the power that comes with the Speaker's gavel is the same, whether you barely get a majority or whether you have a really good blowout majority, and that power is critically important. The Republicans are going to be able to stop Joe Biden's legislative agenda right now, finished. Number two, they'll be able to dictate the committees and the priorities and an agenda for those committees. And that means investigations. It means uh, deciding what 
is going to be talked about and examined at the House. And that's critically important, too, I think, for those voters who supported the Republican Party. So could it have been better? Absolutely. But even on the downside, when you've got that kind of power in the House, that's a good day. Nancy Pelosi goes into retirement. That's a good day. And one other thing. At the state level, the governors, Republican governors, were undefeated. They protected their seats 100% across the line, and they even picked up a Senate seat, or excuse me, a governor's seat in Nevada and flipped a Democrat to a Republican. That's pretty good, too. I want it better, but let's not be too negative. It was a pretty good day, actually. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi's gavel comes in in one size. There's not a small, medium, or large, right? So if uh, she's got to put it down and hand over power, that's what will happen, even with one seat advantage. So thank you for that. It it is a real good, important perspective. And I do also think timing, uh, maybe it's not such a bad thing, Larry, that— this is where we're at, because we really, in other words, uh, it's important uh, come 2024 uh, that we're putting someone uh, in the executive branch uh, who's who's got America first mm. priorities. And uh, we see so much wrong uh, with what's happening. Let me ask you, <clears throat> uh, assuming Republicans uh, cinch the House, right, uh, and this will be the 118th Congress, what do you think that they ought to tackle first uh, come the new year? Well, uh, like I said, number one, they got to let the White House know that uh, any legislative agenda that they planned on is over. Uh, Joe Biden can certainly try executive actions, as we saw his predecessor do, Barack Obama. And uh, hopefully the House can try to put a halt to those by by calling in members of the administration, by utilizing the court system to uh, try to stop whatever executive actions Joe Biden does unilaterally, like the student loan payoff scheme. Um, He won't have the support of the House. Mm. So that's good. Putting the White House on notice for that. But then also, I think that the I think the American people have been craving some investigations into things beyond just the events of January 6th. Uh, We still haven't had a full House or Senate exploration as to the origins of the COVID-19 coronavirus. President Biden just met with President Xi over in Asia before the G20 summit, never even raised the issue. It's outrageous. This has been the most catastrophic and most debilitating. How, how many older Americans over the age of 70 years old tragically left, lost their lives prematurely because of COVID-19? And our president doesn't even bother to mention it to the premier of China, let alone Nancy Pelosi's House of Representatives and Chuck Schumer's Senate not even have one investigative hearing into what the origins were. Did you know that the uh, official uh, uh, story from the Chinese government uh, is that it, this came from the United States? Did you know that? They, they are actually blaming the United States for the origins yeah. of COVID-19. Um, so I think we need an investigation into that. I think we really deserve an investigation into the disastrous pullout out of uh, Afghanistan. And I think that we need an investigation of the, the pattern of behavior coming from this Biden Justice Department that they are used, uh, the Justice Department attorneys as well as the FBI is, are used in a political way. Uh, we saw the, the worst part of it. Forget about Mar-a-Lago for a moment, which was pretty, pretty outrageous. But the fact that they actually investigated parents as potential domestic terrorists because they went to school board meetings and vociferously and even emotionally voiced their anger at what your, their school board representatives were not doing with regard to their children. Um, and then the Justice Department was used politically to try to punish those individual American citizens. Those are just three right at the beginning that I would love to see investigations for. So, Larry, what I also found very interesting uh, was was watching some of the polls. And, of course, um, 
a lot of us were paying attention to these polls pre-election day. Uh, but what we did see and hear, even from AMAC members, was that inflation was an important issue. The economy oh, yeah. was an important issue. And then we saw how abortion played into things, uh, especially for the Democrats. Uh, I think both of those things may have been uh, what helped steer some people's votes. Uh, in Pennsylvania, the exit polls showed that inflation and crime were really major focal points for Republicans. But abortion was the overwhelming issue for Democrats. Um, my question is, are, are you concerned about America's moral compass? In other words, um, if, if the Democrats ran and spent so much money on this abortion issue, what does this tell us about how Americans are really prioritizing the issues of the day? Uh, listen, I am, I am concerned about uh, our moral compass, absolutely. And I, I don't, no one should pretend that voting for one political party over another or one um, politician over another is going to save our country's soul. Uh, we're in big trouble if we're relying on politicians to do that for us. That's going to begin at home. What happens in our house is more important than what happens in the White House. Um, but on the abortion issue, I had said when the Dobbs decision came down, and we heard many in the media say, that's it. Dem Republicans are, are, are completely screwed now in November and Democrats are going to retain their power. You know, I said, listen, if, if getting rid of Roe v. Wade after nearly 50 years of praying in front of abortion clinics and marching in the dead of winter and raising money every election cycle with promises that we would overturn Roe v. Wade just to be left in the, in the rearview mirror without what we had asked for, if finally getting rid of Roe v. Wade means that Kevin McCarthy is denied the speaker's gavel or or Mitch McConnell is denied the majority in the Senate for two more years, I'm okay with that. I'll take that bargain. This goes well beyond who wins an election. Uh, and and on the same side of that coin, if politicians, if Republican pro-life conservative politicians like Mehmet Oz, as you raised in Pennsylvania, if they can't properly articulate a pro-life message so that they can... They can, they can properly communicate to voters why this is a critical moral issue and, and, and why what is being protected in a woman's womb is a nascent human life and it does not deserve to be discarded uh, gratuitously. If they can't articulate that, well, then that just means we need to get better candidates who can do it because it's a pretty simple argument to make. And, and, and if it did loom large in Pennsylvania and it won John Fetterman that Senate seat, I would say it's because Mehmet Oz fumbled on that issue at his debate when he, he mentioned local elected officials being part of the decision-making process with a woman and her doctor. That's not the way you properly articulate this issue. And yeah, it may have stung. And, and listen, if a politician is going to lose because they're on the right side of the issue, but they can't communicate it properly, that just means that we, the voters, we now get, the pro-life movement gets past just worrying about the Supreme Court because we won that fight now, but that doesn't mean the fight goes away. We now need to demand better pro-life candidates who can actually run and win on this issue. And you mentioned Florida. Ron DeSantis was unapologetic in his support of life, and he won by 20 points. It can be done. There you go. And it is an important issue, and we ought to be coming up with some better messaging. Uh, you know, AMAC members are absolutely pro-life and believe in the sanctity of life uh, from conception to natural death. And when you, when you see what the left is really doing, the extreme left anyway, they're uh, for, you know, partial birth abortion if the mother wants that, uh, yeah. for leaving the baby on, on the table to die. And to me, these are issues that your young people, 18, 20-year-olds, folk, uh, you know, young people in, in college ought to be understanding the reality of what it is that they're fighting 
for. And if we had been a little bit stronger on that issue, yeah. I think that that um, would have gone a long way. And, and what we're seeing too, Larry, is you know, uh, only a day after the elections, I thought this was really absurd. We saw D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine. He concluded that one of the biggest issues plaguing Washington is the NFL's working conditions. And uh, I thought, my gosh, this isn't a city that ranks in the bottom five percentile of safest cities in America, uh, where more citizens are subject to violent crime each day. But that D.C. Attorney General chooses this high-profile, you know, toxic workplace uh, of the NFL to take priority over yeah. crime. I mean, this is another example, in my opinion, of how Democrat leaders are ignoring the plight of Americans who really want safer cities and safer schools. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? No, uh, it, that, those it's a kinds great of, point. Um, yeah. It's a great point. Violent crime is such a problem. And, and you're, you're, you're so so insightful to, to hone in on what the Attorney General of the District of Columbia did that day. Because, you know, I, I my morning show is in Washington, D.C. I wake up the people of Greater Washington every single morning. And every day during our news breaks, we hear about another outbreak of violent crime on our streets. The irony is that this guy going after the NFL because of a toxic work environment. First of all, he doesn't even have jurisdiction. This is a civil suit that he... Uh, 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 he, he uh, employed on behalf of ticket buyers in Washington, D.C. It's so cynical to even even twist any kind of standing in this to say, well, I'm, I'm here to represent people who bought tickets to the local NFL team, the, the, the now Washington Commanders. But the real irony is the starting running back for that very NFL team in Washington, the Washington Commanders, the weekend before opening day in September was shot in the leg during a botched uh, carjacking attempt in Washington, D.C. So the football player for the team gets shot and is hospitalized and misses the first eight weeks of the season in D.C. And the guy who's in charge of putting bad guys away behind bars, he doesn't do anything to help that problem out. But instead, he's suing the team and the NFL on behalf of ticket buyers. It's, it's a perfect example of politicians chasing headlines, chasing the media, grandstanding and doing things that they think is going to get them attention instead of actually doing the one job they've got, which is catch bad guys and keep them in jail. Oh, yeah, well, thank you. And we appreciate you highlighting that and all that you do. Uh, when you see everything around us, you know, we've got a wide open border. We see our children indoctrinated in schools and being taught and read books that are pointing them to apps like Getter, um, I'm sorry, Grinder, yeah. which is, uh, I hadn't really heard of that app before, but this is dangerous stuff. Setting up our children, you know, to be uh, preyed upon by sexual predators, ultimately. We've got crime soaring. We've got inflation uh, like crazy. Uh, we've got a president who's spending money on things that we, you know, money we don't have on things that we don't need. Uh, thank goodness we'll, we'll hopefully see a stop, uh, you know, and strong pushback. Uh, to his legislative agenda. Uh, but when you see all of that, uh, all of the, the work that needs to be done, uh, both here at home and internationally, mm -hmm. um, what kind of hope do you have for America's future, uh, especially as you look ahead into you know 2023 and 2024? Well, first of all, I think we have no choice but to have hope. Uh, it's the only way I can live my life. And I think we should have hope in our future because our, our foundation is still strong in this country. Our founders handed us a gift. And uh, they set up a system that allowed every two years for the American people to decide, no, nope, we're going in the wrong direction, let's fix that. And, and that is ultimately what was said this past Tuesday. So I, I will always have hope and always put my money on America in the long run. And with the litany of problems that you just laid out in our country, 
you couldn't have said the same thing just two years ago. Uh, yes, we were in the throes of the pandemic, but uh, until COVID-19 and until the, the destructive nature of the Black Lives Matters protests and the, the horrifically undermining message of defund the police, we actually had criminal uh, uh, justice moving in the right direction in this country. And then I think the American people saw how quickly those dominoes can fall in the other direction. And here's the disaster that we're sitting on. Uh, if I'm running for office, if I'm a politician, if I actually want to fix this country, whether it's at the presidential level or at the federal level or at the state and local level, which I still maintain is even more important, what I see is a perfect platform to run on. What I see, what you just listed, is it, it, you're doing my job for me as a politician if I want to run for elected office and actually make a change. Because all I've got to do is point out to the American people or the people who are going to vote for me exactly what they see every day. So, so if, I'm, if I'm running for office, I now know exactly what, what is wrong and I need to put forth my agenda and communicate how we're going to fix it. And if it got this bad so quickly, we can turn it around that quickly too. It just takes the right leaders to step up at the right time and send that message. So, so I gotta stay hopeful. I Listen, Ronald Reagan was the most influential elected leader of my time. I was able as a child to see what he was able to do. You look at how bad our country was in the late 70s, and it's not too different if you think about it, with crime in our major cities, with inflation, with the price of gas, with our standing in the world. I mean, it's like deja vu all over again. And now is the time for a leader to step up and really make a difference. And I, I believe that that leader will emerge. Uh, otherwise, honestly, I mean, there is no hope. <laughs> so I got to keep That's I gotta exactly keep right. <laughs> oh, Larry O'Connor, it's such, such a pleasure to have you here with us. Remind our listeners how they can find you and, and uh, tune in to hear you each day. Oh, well, for uh, radio, I'm on Eastern Time, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. So anywhere in the country, you can find us at uh, WMAL.com or on every single one of the major uh, listening apps that find streaming radio all over the country. Uh, you can also find my podcast there for the morning show uh, after it's off the air if you live somewhere else in the country. And then every night at 9 p.m. on the Salem News Channel, I have a primetime news show called O'Connor Tonight, and you can stream that and watch it on demand at any time. Oh, that's fabulous. Larry, thank you so much for joining us today. I, we love thank your popular you. radio show. I know that it's enjoyed by many, and we here at AMAC really appreciate all that you are doing to ensure that real truth is getting to the people. Thank you so much. We want to thank remind you. our AMACers to go ahead and check you out, so we'll put those links here as well. I appreciate it, and I hope I can come back. I really enjoyed the conversation. I would love to have you back. We'll have you back soon. Thank you. Excellent. And to each and every one of you out there listening, thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can listen to more just like it. Head to our YouTube channel or visit us at bfapodcast.us. And you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, or downloading the free AMAC News app. I love that news app. So download it if you haven't. And don't forget to follow us wherever you are on social media. Until next time, I'm Rebecca Weber. This is your podcast, Better for America. Thank you for joining us and have a great evening.